Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. Uh, I'm Mike Siegel, and my guest today, Avi Lieberman. How are you, Mike? All right, Avi. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And if you haven't heard uh, the name Avi Lieberman before, uh, he is a comedian, stand-up comedian, full-time, always on the road. You've done a lot of commercial work. And yeah, I, I, I Tell the to. people what you've done. Yes, well, I've done uh, some sitcoms that aren't on the air anymore. Uh, <laughs> some, uh, We've all yeah. done those. Yeah, by the way, I, I had a phenomenal record of, if you wanted a show canceled... Uh, get me on. <laughs> Guarantee the show killer. that thing will be off the air w- with, w- within a year. I mean, I, I had a when I was, oh, yeah, it's gone now. What were some um, of the ones you uh, put to the death? Oh, God, uh, going way back? Uh, let's see. The first, the first professional acting job I ever had, I think, was Dave's World. Who was in that? Uh, Harry Anderson. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was based on Dave Barry. Right. Uh, and I think I did it, and then it was not picked up the following year. And it was on the, it was on the year for like five years or something. And then as soon as I, the year I did it, like gone. Um, <laughs> something about I, this show doesn't uh, right, work yeah, anymore. Just, might be Maybe, maybe that guest. Yeah, be Boston Common. That, that came went Oh, yeah, great. yeah, yeah. An episode of that. And not only that, they, uh, they were pretty happy with what I did. And that, we're, we're going to bring you back as a student now. Gone. Uh, yeah, I've heard that one before. You know, I actually did. Oh, here's, here's uh, the, the, the coup de grace. I would say. I did a commercial for uh, the Mercedes M class. Oh, great. Um, and it was top-heavy, and they had to recall the entire line of the, uh, of the car. It was top-heavy? What do you mean? Yeah, it was, like, dangerous to Oh, the car, was top yeah, heavy. Yeah, the car was top-heavy. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> the car was top-heavy. So, not only... show was top-heavy. Yeah, not only can I get your problem. show off the air, if I'm advertising a product for you... It can be recalled. Right, it, it, could, it could make that product. <laughs> you killed not only a sitcom, I, I, I but... I killed products at the same time. You killed products, too. Yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I've actually been doing more stand-up lately. I mean, I, since I've been gone and, you know, out of town a lot. Right, uh, right, for chunks at a time. So then, uh, you know, I'm not here as often to audition for things that I destroy. Right. So that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> well. If you don't know by the name Avi Lieberman, you can tell this is a uh, a fine Irish comedian. Right. Yes. <laughs> From the old Liebermans. I, 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 I Irish Catholic <laughs> to, yeah, to 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 the very core. Yeah. Right. So uh, you know, Jewish comedian. What are the odds? But right. no, you um, and for the people, you are related to the senator. Yes, oddly enough, yeah. The funny thing is we spell our Joe last Lieberman? names differently. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, but it, we're related through marriage. So people always ask as a goof, oh, are you related to Joe? I go, yes, but. And it, <laughs> the funny thing is, uh, yeah, my, this is a real stretch. My second cousin, Ariella, married Hadassah Lieberman, his wife. Right. Married her son from her first marriage. Okay. So if that's confusing. It's kind of so, a reach. Yeah, it's an extreme reach. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, like every one of my family members but me, like went to the wedding. They've all met him. Uh, and then I finally was in D.C. visiting my brother, and I went, screw this, I'm dropping by his office. And I, I dropped by his right. office because I had pictures of myself and Ariella, his stepdaughter, from when we were in Israel at the same time. And I dropped him off, and they said, oh, yeah, well, he's actually in the office. And I heard him talking, and he said, he'll be out. I'll, I'll show him the pictures, and let me just write your name down. And the secretary <laughs> wrote my name, and I go, no, I don't spell it that way. She goes, what? And she was very confused. <laughs> um, and then in the end, that Saturday, uh, I went to synagogue with my brother, and they were there. And I stopped. The and, senator. Yeah, the senator was there, along with his wife, Adassa, and I stopped her, and I mentioned her. I drive, she goes, like, oh, that's you. How are you? And then 
I said, finally just said, I'm Shalamit's grandson. She went, oh, like that. It was sort of like you had to find that one family member who gotcha. sort of everybody knew. The link, was, six degrees of right. whoever. And that was it. She, oh, now I got it. So, <laughs> and that was it. So and I you're from it. Houston. Yeah. Born in Israel. Uh, moved to Boston a couple of years when I was little. And then, but yeah, so from five years old, grew up in Houston. So you're Texas. born in Israel. <clears throat> yeah. Does this mean you have dual citizenship? I do. I, I was born an American, though. My parents are both American. So I was born with dual citizenship. Okay. So both your parents are Americans. You happen to be. Were they living in Israel at the time? Yeah, they had moved. Or just visiting uh, when they're nine months pregnant. They're visiting. So you know what? She's nine months pregnant. <laughs> Good Let's time to get, get her on, on the plane. plane. <laughs> yeah. Then, <laughs> yeah. No, they were living there for about uh, five, six years, and uh, I was born there. My brother was born there, and then after the Yom Kippur War, uh, economy tanked. And, uh, right. So my dad was studying, and he ended up getting a getting a job here in the states as a uh, professor. Okay. So. Now, I mean, the reason you're here. Not right. only that you're a friend of mine, but uh, yeah. we ran into each other at your birthday party. Correct. I just turned 40. And oh, Horrifying. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, but I played 29 Hollywood, so just uh, if we can... Yeah. You look fantastic. Oh, well, thank you. Not yeah, a wrinkle yeah, on there. LA, we, we you know, had a lot of work done. So, that's, <laughs> yeah. so um, I'm going to play the dumb American okay. in this because, I mean, I know a little bit about Israel, but not uh, probably a little more than most Americans. So I'm right. going to ask all the dumb questions okay. that everybody listening probably will ask. Now let's start from the beginning. So you were born in Israel. You right. don't remember? Do you remember anything at all from flashes? Like being really I mean, young? you know, I was three and a half, but uh, I spent a year there after high school, in between high school and college, and then I studied there uh, in college for a semester. Oh, really? And then uh, obviously I've been back. You know, which I don't think we've brought up yet, but uh, right. doing 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 my tours there. You book co- comedy tours there? Yes, for the last I think about nine years, eight or nine years. You, we used to do it once a year, but now we do it twice a year. Uh, I bring a group of com- uh, comedians there, and we do uh, first two weeks in June, first two weeks in December, and we do shows. It's called the Comedy for Kobe tour, and actually the uh, proceeds from the gate thanks for to Kobe Bryant. Tours. Yes. Wow, well, he went through you know some difficult times, and you know there's a lockout now, and we want to make sure that he's you know he has Jewish um, lawyers. I'll yes. tell you that much. Yeah, no, it's based on uh, it benefits the Kobe Mandel Foundation. So yeah, he was uh, uh, basically, but well, it started. I basically began to bring comedians there uh, when the second intifada, once the uprising started, mm-hmm. and the mood in Israel was awful, and I just went sort of to support and just hang with some friends and family. And I'd ask my buddies, like, what do you guys do at night? And Israel's, you know, they have great nightlife. And they were like, nothing. You know, we just go to friends' <laughs> apartments because our families are too freaked out to let us go out. Um, you know, you go get a slice of pizza. It might be your last day on earth. So it was just it was a very right. depressing mood there. So I went, and uh, that's sort of where the idea of, well, let me just see if I can give people a safe, fun night out. People jokingly were like, oh, do a show here. I was like, you know what? There are enough people who almost – most Israelis speak English pretty well. And there's enough – there are enough Anglos who live there, you know, people, you know, either Americans or British or Canadians – so that's sort of where the idea of uh, just giving people a safe, fun night out came from. And mm-hmm. then once the terrorism died down, thank God, you know, it wasn't something we started for the money. So thanks to some generous donors and stuff, we were able to uh, give a lot of the gate, um, you know, any, any of the proceeds from the show after expenses go to the charity called uh, the Kobe Mandel Foundation. We used to do it for a charity called Crossroads. They work with uh, teens at risk in the Jerusalem area. And then it's sort of administratively we'd be, you know, it's sort of – I outgrew that, and then so we moved to the Kobe Mandel Foundation. Isn't everyone um, at risk in the Jerusalem area? Uh, in a sense, yes. <laughs> if not, just to be complained at. By right. Yes. So, well, yeah, yeah. let's get on the comedy thing before we go way back. But so now the comedians—they're all American comedians. You bring over friends of yours. Yeah, yeah, American or Canadian. Yeah. And um, their response: Does the humor translate? Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, it, it's you wouldn't figure that that would be like a, you know. Hey, I, I I just want a guaranteed phenomenal audience. Oh, right. Tel Aviv, that, you know. Then, <laughs> yeah. then, but it's true. It's it's like a knockout. You don't have to win them over. I mean, they're very excited that that these guys are there. 
and they're a hot crowd. I mean, it's their they get everything, and it's a sophisticated group, and you know, you can just whatever I tell the comics because it's interesting. They ask me like, oh, what what should I do? Like, I, I tell them as long as you're basically clean. I mean, because a lot of the shows are in front of like a pretty, you know, uh, religious audience. Not all of them, but right. some, you know, you have a large, you know, religious contingent there. They, I think they appreciate clean, funny humor. So as long as you're clean and it's, it's fine and you're not squeaky, but, you know, as long as you're not filthy. Right. The crowds um, are young for the most part? I'd say it's a mix. It's, it's very similar to what you'd have. I think it depends on the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the average audience member, if I had to scale it, would be like married couples who have a bunch of kids. Like, that would be, right. that's sort of who you're appealing to. But there are no children at the show. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a show for adults. But in Tel Aviv, it's different. You can let loose. I tell them, you guys can let loose a little bit here more. More of a younger single crowd in, in Tel right. Aviv. Um, but it's just the communities that we hit. We hit sort of Anglo pockets, uh, you know, where there are a lot of Americans or British or Canadians live. Like, uh, you know, like the city of Renana is more of a mix. Right. Um, Jerusalem is more of a mix. And then you have, like, a city like Beit Shemesh, which no one's ever heard of. But that's more of, like... Everybody's sort of this young, married, religious audience. So that's sort of, you know, I tell them, guys, you could tone it down a little tight. You know, yeah. yeah. But I get, Um, I remember you saying once that, uh, because my first inclination was that um, the Jewish comedians from here would would have a lot of Jewish material and that would fly over there. But you said that the, like, the black comics from here really kill. Oh, yeah. It's much easier for for the uh, non Jews. I mean, Uh because I think, you know, Jews subconsciously, you know, we're, you know, we're, you know, we're uh, a judgmental group. So no. I think and uh, shocking, but no, I, I think subconsciously. Here's the thing: one, the non-Jews are sort of viewed as uh, um, as the guests. That's sort of like the vibe I get. So, you know, if I bring over like a Jewish comic, they're not. Especially when we went over when 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 stuff was when it was harder. You know, when there were still bombings going off, and you know, it took more guts to go over there. So I think in the Jewish audience's mind, it was sort of like, okay, well, this guy's Jewish or this woman's Jewish, they should be here anyway. Uh huh. But you know, someone not Jewish coming that takes a little more guts, and they are a guest, and they're good for them, and. <laughs> You know, subconsciously, the Jews are always that way. It's like, oh, a black guy. This must be a real comic. This guy, this guy, I completely <laughs> He's a performer. trust. Yeah, this, this guy, I completely an entertainer. Trust. Look, a Catholic guy. This guy must really know his stuff. <laughs> uh, you know, but a Jew, big deal. You know, yeah, Jewish comics are all over the place. So yeah, like, it's like having a doctor there. You know, yeah, oh, it's, yeah and, big deal. You know, and it, it's also funny because I think the non-Jews, their take and their angles on certain things that we make fun of is completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like AJ Jamal had one of my favorite jokes of all. You know, the Israeli monetary unit is, is called a shekel. Right. So when AJ had a joke, he said, I landed at the airport, I want to exchange some money, and uh, I gave her $200. She's like, oh, would you like shackles? And he gets this look on his face, this black comic, right. <laughs> and, you know, and he gets this look of horror on his face. I don't know if you heard, but uh, we're free. I don't, you know, <laughs> like, that's not a joke a, a Jewish comic would ever even conceive right. of, obviously, because it doesn't... But for him, because his angle is completely different, uh, <laughs> those guys crush there. Yeah, the, the non-Jew... It, it's interesting, because I have these Jewish comedians. I have the headache I wanted. These comics come to me and they're like, oh, I want to go. And I'm like, you know, exactly. especially if they're Jewish. I'm like, you don't need me to take you. You should be going anyway. <laughs> you know, it's, but, you know, it's the headache I want. But the, they want to see the non-Jewish comics. Like, that's who they want to see because these are guys they would obviously never get to see. If right. you it's more of a novelty in, there. Yeah. If you're living in central Israel, you're not going to be able to see. But are the things. references and, the, and the, the points of reference there, they get all the American television, right? I mean, they get oh, a yeah. lot the of that. Oh, yeah. The most popular show there is Seinfeld and Simpsons and... Right. Yeah, I mean, Friends those are like the highest rated stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that, I mean, we're not reaching too far. No, and they don't even dub there. I mean, it's like you, you'll see they, they mostly subtitles. Right. Um, you know, like other countries, like in France or another place like that, they will actually dub very popular sitcoms here. I remember seeing that when I was there. But in Israel, no. They're like, might as well just leave. English is an official language. Yes. I mean, most people don't know that. Israel has three official languages. Hebrew. Hebrew, Arabic, and English. So if you go there, like, street signs are in English. It's not, you know, 
So it's a very, you know, they joke it's the 51st state and right. all that stuff. Well, it's let's, yeah, simple. let's get, you know, I don't, this show is not really political, but right. I know when you, when the subject is Israel, it's hard for it not to get right. some kind of political. So when, when you tell people, that's my neighbor across the street. Right. Yeah. He sounds very excited. Call, yeah. call him the neighbor. I got a funny the story. Podcast is going on. That, that's the mayor. Okay. That's the yeah. mayor. He, he, he runs the block. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, there he is again. Oh, there he is. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell my story about the mayor. <laughs> if I could describe him I to people here. He is an uh, African-American gentleman, probably about 70. He's lived on the block for about 45 years. And uh, I call him the mayor because he knows everything that's happened on the block. I mean, he's seen it change <laughs> over the 45 years. I mean, Taken from the Spike Lee movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, and right. he's always out on the stoop, and he's just hanging, you know. And he's a really, he's a really nice guy. But I'm, I lived here for about a month. And, uh, you know, we just kind of like met briefly and just waved when I would walk out or something. And then after about a month, uh, he said, Hey, man, I saw you on TV. <laughs> and he's like, because I had this show on HGTV, If Walls Could Talk. Right. right. And so he goes, Hey, man, I saw you on TV the other day. If these walls could talk. <laughs> yeah, that's and, he and said it like that. He said that it like case. that. That's hilarious. If these walls could talk. <laughs> and so every time I walk, this has been five years now I've lived here. Every time he sees me outside, I'll walk by. He goes, if these walls could talk. <laughs> and now I expect it. At first, I was like, okay, I heard it. But right. now, after five years, it's like, yeah. It'd throw you off if he actually called it, you Mike. Yes. Right? If he, yeah. I don't think he knows my yeah. name. If he doesn't right, yeah. say it, he'd be, I'd be like, what? Something wrong with him? What, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> obviously senile. So yeah. if, if you hear, but he's the loudest son of a bitch. Yeah, I can hear him in here. Oh, my it's God. He'll be out there on the phone, and I could hear the whole conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah. but I could I'm close the, the windows, but it's a beautiful breeze. No, today. yeah, it's too nice all right so um we're talking about the political right. aspect of it uh when you approach people about going to israel what are right. americans biggest misconceptions i would think that they think it's dangerous it's really right that's dangerous. probably the biggest misconception which i always find amusing because uh, i'm like you live in los angeles like you know <laughs> like people get shot here every other day yeah and i mean that's israel has a big media problem i mean they admit it um, and they know it. Ian Edwards, a very funny comic who I just brought this last story, he, one of the jokes he would do on stage is like, who's doing your media? Arabs? Like, who's doing your PR? Like, what, what is wrong with you people? I mean, because it is. It's this great place. I mean, Israel, but again, like, it, you know, what makes the news is not showing a really nice, quaint suburb of Tel Aviv. You know, Renan is not going to make the news. It's just a nice yeah. neighborhood. The bombing um, is going to make the news. Yeah, and that's in Gaza, where you're not going. Like, Gaza's a... It's funny, like I use this comparison. My cousins in Israel think I'm getting shot at by, you know, Crips and Bloods every three seconds. Right. How can you live in L.A.? The, the, the yeah. Well, that's South shooting. Central. We don't live yeah, there. Yeah, like I don't ever go there, nor will I. Yeah. And uh, by the same token, it's like we're not going anywhere that that's bad. And since that, you know, barrier is put up, it's, you know, there hasn't been a suicide bombing there in years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even when there was, you know, the odds of you getting caught in that situation are pretty slim. Um, you know, and it's... But, you know, yeah, I've never really had a situation where anybody even felt like they were in harm's way. It's not like doing – have you done the USO shows and Yeah, and I mean, I've been like to that? Iraq and Afghanistan, and it was – you know, a lot of the comics will go there, mm-hmm. and I, a lot of them won't, and I get it, you know. But, uh, you know, it was way hairier there than it was in – I mean, Israel's – it's – I tell them, like, it, it's, it's a laughable concern. I mean, if I, I understand the concern of, like, oh, well, scheduling, and I'm away from my family, mm-hmm. and, you know. But the danger aspect, you're in – Far more danger walking the streets in New York or L.A. Oh, well, um, I would assume know. there's a, a, a gigantic, heavy uh, police and soldier presence everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's the only place where, like, you walk around and you see people with automatic weapons, and you're like, oh, thank God. You know, I mean, it's because there's soldiers, you know. 
I mean, if anything goes wrong, you know that the you know they're going to be around. But it's I mean, you don't even see that. I mean, it sort of depends on where you are. You see more of it in Jerusalem because it does border. It's closer, quote unquote, you know, to the West Bank. And they also um, get doesn't Jerusalem get Arab visitors and Christian visitors? Yeah, you have them? the Arab quarter there. Um, but I, I mean, you know, again, it's here's the other thing you have to remember. Even the majority of Arabs, they just they want they just want to live their life and have a peaceful coexistence. Right. And, Make money and have a you know have a job and go to work like anybody else. It's true but, of everywhere, but yeah, it is. You have a few extremists. That, it's the fringe and yeah, every side that make it crazy. We have them here. We you know and yeah you know so that's the end. I mean we're not going to go to Gaza, which is a pit. You know Gaza was a bad neighborhood. <laughs> it's a pit. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad. It was a slum. I mean it was a bad neighborhood before Israel took it over. You know I right. mean my cousins used to joke. Uh, you know uh, there's a city called uh, or like a village called uh, Kalkilia, which is right near Kfarsab, which is where my cousins live. And even before the, all the stuff started with the Arabs, they're like yeah we used to go down there to buy like cheap. Cheap stuff, fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. and we get our car stereo stolen. And, you know, I mean, it's, it was just a bad neighborhood. You know, you want to – you're going to avoid bad neighborhoods anyway, let alone, you know, when, mm-hmm. when this stuff is going on. So, yeah, I've never had an incident. That, that's not, oddly enough, to this day, some of the comics that I, I know are right for the show that I want to bring. Fear is still for some of them. But what's helped is the other comics that I brought have sort of come back and spread the word that it's a great gig and it's, it's a stupid concern and, you know. Right. Um, now, the flight is a hell of a flight. It's um, – yeah. Uh, what about fourteen hours from? Yeah, fourteen on the way there. If you do the direct on LL, yeah. uh, which when you told me they had a direct from LA, yeah. I was amazed. Yeah, no, they they do it not every day of the week, but it's like I think three day at least three days a week. Wow. Um, but yeah, we used to stop. Well, I, I, everybody flies business. It's not uh, too bad a deal. Uh, thank God for for you know for, for the donors. Yeah, because I know it's uh, it's it's a haul. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, so we go. Uh, it's like fourteen on the way there and fifteen twenty on the way back. I think if you fly direct, but um, yeah, we've broken it up. You know, sometimes we I've taken them all. We've done the stopping in Toronto and Newark and yeah, Kennedy and all the other stuff. And talk about know. the uh, they're famous, of course. LL the uh, security. Yes, on the flight. Give us that yeah. rundown and what, what what do you go through at the airport? Well, when you're let me just say LL? there are a few things are more amusing than when I brought a comedian named Salim James Muhammad. There, no. uh, it's, it's always, oh, you brought always Salim? a special treat. Yeah, Salim, oh. who opens for Joan Rivers and has been on Tonight Show, is very fun. I just saw, I was like, you know, he's a big, funny black guy, right? Um, you know, but it, it didn't, didn't occur think to me. Salim Muhammad. Well, it, it, the funny thing is, when I asked him, he just a red goes, flag. yeah, he just goes by Salim. So it didn't even occur to me. I went, oh, Salim. I wonder if he's Muslim. And I talked to him. Right. He goes, yeah. He goes, look, my, I, you know, my parents were in Islam when I was a baby, but I don't really do anything uh, with it. But I remember that was him, Mary Ellen Hoover, and Alan Murray that year. Okay. So I had like a, a Christian, Jewish guy, an yeah. uh, Irish gal. Right. And, and Salim Muhammad. Right, yeah. So I had a Christian, a Muslim, and a Jew, and I wasn't trying to be the UN. It was just right. like it was a this good This is a balance. setup for a joke. Yeah, that's what it Christian, was. Christian, a Muslim, a Jew, a bored LL. Yeah, and it was just funny, and, and like it gave Salim a new five minutes, so that was fun. But the, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know. It's, yeah, I remember we had I'd gone through because I'm an Israeli citizen, so I when I get to passport control, you that's the law. You have to use your Israeli passport. Um, so I went to the different line. You have to go to the passport control. Yeah. for citizens. So you ditched these guys. Yeah, I didn't have a choice. Right. I mean, I, yeah, I'm standing right next to him essentially. And there's poor Salim at the back right, of the yeah. line with the other tours. So I go through. The funny thing is, we had done like some benefit at the Improv here in L.A. And Salim was on the lineup, and I invited the head of the Ministry of Tourism, Daniela Haroni, who now is back in Israel. She uh, runs a hotel down there, and. Uh, so she said, we finished the show, and she sort of like, you know, waves me over, and she goes, listen, Avi, I don't want Salim to have a negative experience, so I'm, I'm going to write a letter on consulate stationery. You give it to him, 
And when you check in, you make sure that you walk up with him so they'll be nice to him. Like, okay. <laughs> Basically, the letter says, he's yeah. one of the good ones. Right, yeah, he's fine. He's here to do the country a favor. So, and I remember we had checked in at the airline. We we're flying an airline called Israel, which is, they just fly internally now. They don't, they used to fly out of Kennedy, but they don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, we checked, and I walked up with Salim. They checked, man, no problems. And, I, and Salim walks away, and I sort of lingered at the counter. I go, ah. Uh, Listen, are they going to give him any problems when we land at the ground? The security, they go, oh, yeah. They're like, yeah. They're like, we can't. <laughs> oh, definitely, sir. We can't control that. So just look at his name. So, and, um, <laughs> you know, they profile there. I mean, they're not screw around. Right, you know, right, they can't right. afford to. So do we land, and I remember I'd gone to the passport. I go right through, and then I look over my shoulder, and there's Alan Murray coming through. And then there's Mary Ellen. And Mary Ellen brought her husband and baby. Oh. So, yeah. you know, and it's like she's got a two-year-old with it, you know, basically, uh, or a year and a half, however old he was. And... Um, we get through, and we had these push-to-talk phones. So we turned them on as soon as we landed. They all worked. It was fine. And uh, I go to get my luggage, and I know Salim. And I'm waiting and waiting. And I'm pushing the talk. Where's Salim? Hello. Finally, he answers me. I'm like, where are you? It's like some holding area. Off to that. I went, oh, for God's sake. So, yeah. <laughs> and I went back, and I figured the more Israeli I act, the better it would be. So I went back, and I screamed at the border guy. This isn't right. And it, the more so Israeli I am. So, and I'm we'll get to that. Guy. We'll get to that stereotype yeah, later. So, uh, I know the guy, and he's like, uh, some guy comes out, and he's got his passport. I go, well, how long is this going to take? And I got Mary Ellen's got her baby where they're like, we, we need to go. Like, yeah. He's like, well, between twenty minutes and four hours. And I go, that's, that's a big completely window. unacceptable. Yeah, that's the like guy, a cable guy window. Some guy had walked. He was like in some holding area off to the right. And I go back through, and he goes, well, hold on one second. And I, I follow him back into this room. He doesn't see me follow him. He's like, you're not allowed back here. And, and I go, well, I want to know what's going on. I'm screaming at him. So is, this all in, he, is this all in Hebrew? Uh, it's like a mix of Hebrew and okay. English. And finally, <laughs> he comes back out, and the guy goes, uh, well, what, what, what's he doing here? I go, he's a comedian. He's here to do shows for charity. He goes, and the guy literally in this tone of voice goes, well, tell me a joke. Then I go, <laughs> I go come to the show. We'll tell you a joke. And he goes, all right, here, take me, get him out of here. And that, I mean, that was it. And then Mary Ellen told me I went on a different flight. She, like, they put him through the ringer again. Did you yeah. write letters to anybody? What were you doing? It? Oh, yeah, you know, porcelain. But uh, yeah, it, it happened. It happens. Uh, and then you know. he probably killed in the show. He crushed, yeah. I mean, he thought it was funny. He, he, right. he knew going in that this was going to be sort of a mini adventure. What a great opener, then, though. You know, Oh, yeah. Well, I was opening it. My name is Salim. Uh, that was a fun five hours for me at the airport. You know, and they all cracked <laughs> right. up laughing. But, you know, so. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was interesting for me to bring the three of them there because, like, I had to, I, like, when we were in Jerusalem, make sure Mary Ellen gets to the Church of the Holy Sepulchre where, like, the crucifixion and Jesus' tomb is. Yeah. Uh, make sure Alan gets to the Western Wall and then make sure Salim gets to the Mosque of Omar up on top of right. it, you know. And they're all three of them are, like, within a five-minute walk of each other. So, you know, it's sort of you see how everybody is right in everybody's face. How you know, hard is that to do, to, to go to all three? Can, can anybody just go to all three, or do you have to be Muslim well, to go to the— yeah, you have to be—Jews will not go up to the Temple Mount where the mosque is right. um, for religious reasons, and it's still the Waqf there in area, W-A-Q-F, I think it's pronounced. Yeah. It's, uh, um, they control that area, and the Jews sort of just let them do it just for political reasons. Are there um, walls dividing all these? Or is there yeah, like- I mean, yeah, that's sort of – it's funny because the Western Wall with the holiest Jewish site and then right behind that, on top of it, sort of behind it, is where the Temple Mount is. And that's where the, the Dome of the Rock is. Yeah. Uh, the, or the Mosque of Omar, depending on how – you know, depending on what, 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 you know, what, what you call it. But – and you – so we went to a certain area. There's an entrance where you can get into it. And the Israeli soldiers are there. And Salim told me this. And, uh, we were there Friday afternoon, which is the Muslim holy day. Yeah. And we're walking towards it, and all of a sudden, this sea of like Arab guys comes walking towards me, and I'm getting some looks, and I, I just wasn't feeling as comfortable because I'm in the Arab corner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I turn to Salim, I go, you know what? It's right that way. You can't miss it. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> and I, you know, I wanted to go to the Jewish court. And Salim told me, he said it was great. He got up there, but he said when he got to the front of it, there were Israeli soldiers guarding it. They sort of make sure everything's all right, and they happen to be Ethiopian. 
Uh, oh. So they're black guys. So in his head, he's thinking, oh, black guys, I got hey, hey. You know, up, and he fellas? walks up, and they're like, they don't know what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. And he said they wouldn't let him through. And he, he happened to have his passport with him, and they said, well, you have to be Muslim to go back here. And he said, I am Muslim. He said, well, show us your passport. And he showed him. And they still didn't buy it, and they go, well, say some prayers for us. And he said he remembered a few when he was little. He rattled those off, and then they said, okay, go ahead. But, uh, and wow. he said it was great. But, like, I couldn't go back there as a Jew. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't go back there. It would cost too many problems. You can. They have tours and stuff, but you have to be very careful. And they can't – they're not allowed to catch you praying up there. If they see you sort of, you know, moving your lips in prayer, it can cause a riot. <laughs> like, they, wow. you have to be very careful back there. It's a very sensitive area. Yeah. You know. What about the Christian section? There it's fine. I mean, anybody can, can, can go in and out of there. Um, right. You know, it's uh, – the Church of the Sepulchre is not a problem. Um, and the Western Wall is very loud and not a problem. You know, typical Jewish loudness. Well, so. this is this is this again. Here's my dumb American question: Are they cool with uh, photo taking or anything like that? There. Um, um, yeah, that, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can take photos anywhere. I know there's one issue where uh, a friend of mine, Yael, who's like a, this expert tour guide there, they had the, I think it was the bishops or cardinals from one of the Eastern European countries, and they wanted to come to the Western Wall, and they were wearing these giant crosses. Mm-hmm. And the rabbis of the Western Wall were like. Listen, you guys got to tuck those in. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. and, and some of them were like, no, we're not doing it. And they're like, well, then you're not coming in uh, to the Western Wall courtyard. Right. Um, and then the Archbishop of Canterbury came from England, mm-hmm. and he also had his massive cross on. They said, Do you, would you mind? He goes, no, that's fine. And he tucked it in, so he didn't have a problem with it. Right. You know, I think everybody the – key, the key is, I think, just to be sensitive to everyone else's holy area. Right. You know, like when I'm in the Church of Holy Sepulchre, obviously I quiet down, and you want to shut up and not be – you know, but don't not be inappropriate. And, but that you know, you know, Americans would look at that and go, "Okay, they're, they're surviving side by side there." Right? Why can't it work throughout the Middle East and that kind of thing? They, if that's acceptable in the most holy right. place, why can't we just kind of you know? Right. Well, do no, the no, Rodney I, I, King again. I think because it is because Israel is a democracy. Um, you know, and they mm-hmm. pride themselves on being as tolerant as possible. You know, that's their argument. They say, "Well, why should Jerusalem be an international city?" It's everybody has access to their holy sites. Now, why would you want to change that or risk that? Um, you know, when it was a quote-unquote international city before 1967, the Jews were supposed to have access to the Western Wall, and they didn't. The Jordanians went, oh, yeah, we changed our mind now. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it's But sort there of are still, things. you know, uh, Ethiopian guards on the other side, so it's not— I mean, there are Israeli soldiers there, but that's more to keep people who aren't Muslim out. You know, they don't want— uh, Crazy's going. There was an incident uh, years ago where. Well, isn't that the same argument that Jordan was using? Uh, we, hey, we're, we don't want to keep the we want to keep the crazies out. That's the excuse well, anybody can use I mean, to discriminate. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, but I th- there weren't any. It's for crazy, the children. Yeah, there weren't any crazy <laughs> Jews going to the Western Wall to defacing the problem in the West and the Temple Mount. There was a uh, one time there was a, a Christian fundamentalist crazy. The, the guy was cuckoo, right? Right. And he threw kerosene and lit a match and tried to burn the mosque down okay now, you know they're just trying to prevent that they just want people to everybody to go to their own holy sites pray be fine and mm-hmm. you know have a nice time and go home and that's it so the typical uh, tourist yeah. when they go to israel uh you're going to hit jerusalem that's right. probably stop number one yeah they're probably the dead sea i'm guessing correct yeah dead sea unless and you're then... off and you have no interest <laughs> yeah but that's, that's yeah and then so. uh tel aviv i'm guessing yeah. so talk about the dead sea out uh, here it's receding and drying up yeah I mean, yeah, the great, yeah, it's uh, part of the peace treaty they had with uh, Jordan. There are a few reasons why it's drying up: is that they they got to plug the Jordan River and divert a lot of the water into Jordan. So mm-hmm. that's that's not helping. And also, the Dead Sea works contributes a little bit to that to drying up. But yeah, and it's also a natural phenomenon. I mean, it's uh, is the Dead um, Sea works know. is that a a dam project or something? Those are the when they uh, they do a lot of the, the Dead Sea works is like a lot of the uh, the skincare products and stuff like oh, that. Oh right, so right, good right. For you. 
Um, a lot of that's not helping, but uh, it's mostly because I think when they plugged up the Jordan, there are a lot of experiments now to like divert like a lot of waters. They have these massive thunderstorms that will pour through there a couple times a year, and if they their theories as to like diverting all the water from there into the Dead Sea, and that might get it back up again levels and unplugging I've, the Jordan or yeah, I've seen the photos of the uh, the resorts and everything on there, yeah. and then the docks go out. And the water's not there anymore. Oh, I yeah. Mean, no, I mean, yeah, you, we, you have to – one of the famous resorts we go to now, uh, you have to take a tractor down to where the Dead Sea is. <laughs> I mean, and they used to have by year, like, here's where it was in 2002. Here's where it was in 1978. You know? Right. And uh, it shows – it's just this massive, massive recession. And people yeah, just yeah. – uh, It's still huge. Don't yeah, get me wrong. They float not, in it. They spread mud oh, on yeah, it's great. each other. And, yeah, there are a few things more amusing, though, than when you watch the Europeans come who have no idea. And then they'll just run and dive headfirst and they come up in agony spitting and <laughs> coughing and, you know, just like, ah! <laughs> You know, like, no, I went with some Euro guy was running down into it wherever he was from, and I started screaming at him, no, but he didn't know English. And he just dove head first in, and he comes up, like, eyes watering and coughing and hacking. And, uh, just because the saline content is so high that it's, it's, it's acidic, can, right? Or it, yeah, it's the saltiest content. It doesn't even feel like water almost. It feels like sort of like an oily film. And it, mm-hmm. you can touch your pinky to it and touch your tongue, and it will burn. Like, it's oh, that. Wow. But it's good for you. I mean, mm-hmm. as long as you – they tell people, like, listen, don't shave the day before you go there. And if you oh, it'll cuts, sting and – Yeah, just be careful, you know, and definitely don't get it near your eyes or anything like that. Oh, that sounds kind of cool, it's though. brutal. Oh, yeah, it's great. I mean, I remember I was sort of – you bob like a cork. You don't sink. Yeah. Um, so there are lifeguards there, but basically to tell people no splashing. Yeah. You're, you're not going to drown. You get in it. your eye and – Yeah, so and they – you know, I was bobbing like a cork. And I remember the first comic I ever asked, uh, Wayne Fetterman. I was like, hey, Wayne, guess what I'm standing on? He's like, well, I go, nothing. He went, no, really. I went, no, really, nothing. Like, you know, because it looks like you're standing on a tree or a rock or something, but uh, you're not. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a great place. Well, my favorite Wayne Fetterman joke, now that you brought him up, is the one uh, because, you know, I live in L.A. here, right off La Brea, where it's the extreme Orthodox Hasidic Jews here. And he goes, there's different levels. Like, most Americans are like the reformed kind of mellow Jews. They kind of go sometimes and... And then there's those, you know, Orthodox that are way up high. And there's like anybody above you on that scale is crazy. Right, yes. And anybody below you, not really Jewish. Not really Jewish. Go ahead. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, a great joke. A great joke. So, I mean, yeah. I assume uh, in Israel you're going to see every range oh, yeah. of Jew. But also uh, Roger Nygaard, who was a director. I don't know if you know Roger. Uh, he was here a couple weeks ago. I think it sounds familiar. How do I know Roger? Um he directed Trekkies and a few other things. Okay. Well, listen to another episode. Why don't All you right. go back and listen to the episode? Yeah, yeah. Listen to the show, Avi. Time, time about, to go Google. Yeah, time how about that? Yeah. Um, he, he went to Israel to work on his film, and uh, he was surprised at the amount of atheists it's there. Huge. Well, yeah, the misconception is that if you go to Israel, everybody's going to look like a Hasidic Jew. Right. And uh, 80% of the country is not religious. 80%? Yeah. You think I mean, it's that yeah. high? They're not... Atheists. I mean, you have a chunk of atheists there, but I mean, you know, there'll be traditional people. I mean, they believe in God, stuff, but um, yeah, they're traditional, but it's not. 80% of the country is not religious. Uh, you go to Tel Aviv, and the most popular night there, like the hottest night to go out to the clubs, is Friday night. Um, you know, so if you go to. When Jerusalem, the Orthodox people yeah, stay in. I mean, the, the common misconception, you know, the, the running gag and the, the sort of rivalry between the two cities, Jerusalem, everybody is some crazy Orthodox, right wing, you know, crazy. Religious moon, nut. Religious nut. And everyone in Tel Aviv is some godless heathen. Right, you know, party Right. So that's the common stereotype. But yeah, in Jerusalem on Friday night, where the city sort of shuts down, you know, they're not all Hasidic Jews. They just happen to be more traditional, more religious. They're yeah. like modern Orthodox. You have all that stuff and anything and everything in between. Um, but in Tel Aviv, yeah, mostly they're not religious. But Tel Aviv, oddly enough, you'll have more modern Orthodox Jews that will come to Tel Aviv over the Sabbath so they can walk along the beach, you know what I mean? So it's a bit, you have all different streams. But it's not, uh, it's not this crazy... 
Now you play. you personally uh, you you have a fine line of where you stand in that. Right, you're, yes, you're I, in an odd place because I think yeah. you've said this before in terms of like women you meet. It's like you're usually too Jewish for American women. Correct. And not yeah. Jewish enough right, for, for the Israeli. Orthodox girls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. it's, a, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful predicament to be in. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I have jokes in my act when I do like Jewish shows that I'm, I'm considered modern Orthodox, but very modern. Like, I'm so modern, I'm future. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to do that. Uh, in 20 years, you'll be able to. So uh, <laughs> you know, don't sweat it. I'm future Orthodox. So that's, but you stay in right. on Friday nights. When yeah, not, generally. But yeah. you make an exception when you're working Vegas some, for some reason. Well, because I, I enjoy never gambling. Uh, you know, so, no, I mean, no. It, <laughs> that is it, modern. I've yeah, never understood how that works. Yeah, everybody picks and chooses, you know, their level. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, for me, like, I, I don't like to drive anywhere. I, I don't, you know, I don't want to get in a car. Right. Or, you know, the front. So, I mean, so for me, like, would someone who's a, one of these black hat around the corner, would they perform on Friday night? No. Um, but yeah. to me... Technically, legally, am I doing anything wrong? Probably not. Is it in the spirit of the Sabbath? Also, probably not. Yeah. But you know, so it's <laughs> right. one of these things where, you know, to me, the Sabbath shouldn't be a prison. It shouldn't keep you from doing what you want to yeah. do. Otherwise, I wouldn't like it. Um, but to me, I felt it's always it sort of grounded me and helped me being in this filthy town. You know, yeah. it sort of gives you a sense of perspective of. You well, know, so, of if things. any religion should have a comedy exception, I think it's right, uh, yes. Judaism. Yes, of course, the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if there's one group that you know. Who, who, who are the funny, crazy religious people? Right. I, 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 I'm going to have to go with the Jews on that. Yeah. So, well, yeah. let's talk about uh, – I mean, we mentioned earlier about – you said you were acting Israeli in the airport. Yes. The other yeah. stereotype of uh, Israeli is a little bushy, a little, uh, yes, b- yeah. little bossy, a little well, yeah, angry. It's, yeah. It's really, I tell the comics that. I go, listen, uh, 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 you know, aggression is rewarded in, in this country. <laughs> you know, you be forceful. If you want something, tell them. No, I don't want this. Or I want this. Yeah, is this yeah, yeah. just a, a result of people living in a place where missiles are pointed at them? Twenty. Yeah, there's no mercy for the weak, and, um, you know, in that area. So right. I mean, it's one of these things where you have to be, you know, more of a. It's a. It's someone born in Israel, a native Israel, is called a sabra. I don't know if you've heard that term before. Mm-hmm. So a sabra is also sabra a, hot dogs. I think I've had. Yeah. Some. So a sabra is actually that's the Jewish for a prickly pear. So okay. there, those are, it's a fruit that grows in Israel. Actually, oddly enough, brought from Texas, where I was born, uh. um, in the 1800s, and it. Uh, so they joke that Israelis are sabras if you're a native born Israeli because they're tough and coarse on the outside but sweet on the inside like the fruit. So that's you know, how Israelis are. They might scream at you when you first meet them, but then they're mm-hmm. your best buddy like a minute later. Um, you know, we'll go back you know, and go, 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 go to bat for you on anything serious. Now, is um, shopping in uh, Israel anything like uh, the other country, the bargaining? Is that the way to go there in terms of the, like the way it is in Africa or uh, the Arab countries? Uh, yeah, the-, the bargaining goes on in the Arab market. Um, right. In the Jewish markets, it's stuff is set price, and that's that. And, um, you know, you, there's a little finagling going on here and there if you're buying something super expensive, maybe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, if you're buying like, uh, you know, like a like a, a Judaica, maybe like if you're buying that kind of stuff, like a menorah, or that kind of stuff, yeah. the guy will maybe, all right, well, I can throw in this too, and then you yeah. know, like, like any place else. Um, but no, the Arab market is the place where your haggling skills. Yes. How much is that? Five hundred bucks? Too much? All right, thirty. Like and you have to those... literally walk away, and then they'll yes, come after you. You need you... to leave. I tell the comics that I go, if you're buying anything in the Arab market and you want something. You need to leave. But when, trust me, they'll come get you. Like, yes. don't worry about it. You know, but I really wanted that. Believe me, he'll find you. So That's the hardest me. thing. for. I don't even like shopping here, much less that. Oh, I yeah. Mean, no, it's very un-American. It's yes. very because we're used to like, you know. The Tell me the price. Whatever, whatever right, it is. I'll it. decide whether I want to pay. And, yeah. And, you know, here it's like, okay. And if you don't want to buy it, I understand. It's not like the salesman yes. himself is reaping the benefit. You know, mm. it's some corporate company. But there... You know, that's yeah. how it rolls. And they, you know, they want to make the sale. And I remember once... Uh, I was leaving someplace. It was something that I w- was interested in. And then I legitimately didn't want it. And I'm walking down the Arab market, and this kid is screaming at me, 
just progressively going down a number. Ten, nine, eight, seven. I just count down. Just, yeah, just come back here and buy. Give me anything. And, yeah, it was one of those things. So it's just. Did you go funny. back and get it? No, I, I oh, didn't really? want it. Even I after just, that I effort, I think it. I would have to get down to one. Yeah. Okay, sold. It was one of those back. things where I looked at it and I just didn't want. I just you know, all you have to do is make eye contact or show the slightest interest. Yeah. and they're going to be all over you. Yeah, um, you know, it's one of those things. But that, that really only applies to the Arab market in Jerusalem. I mean, uh, that's the main thing. Now, how far away? It's a very small country, right? Uh, yeah, extremely. Like, in terms of state size here, what would you compare? Uh, New it to? Jersey, I think it's the size. That's of it. Yeah, whole country's the size of New Jersey. So driving across to the, like, say, if you want to go from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. It's like driving into the valley. It's, that's uh, it? it? Yeah, it's uh, 45 close? minutes, I think. That's, oh, really? That's it? Yeah. I mean, the Northern Israel is obviously far. And, I mean, from the north to the south can take, you know, six, seven hours or something. But, I mean, that's from, like, the farthest point to the north to the farthest point to the south, mm-hmm. um, you know, is far. But, uh I mean, yeah. To most places, it's 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 a quick drive. You were right you were nice now. enough to invite me to yes. uh, uh, Israel in October. Yes, God willing, we will be hanging yes, out. That, and I'm really considering it. Yeah. And but I also want to tie it in with Egypt, if possible, because right, I, yeah. I scuba dive and I want to go down to yeah. the, the yeah, Red sure, Sea. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. They say outside of the Great Barrier Reef that uh, the Great Barrier Reef and the Dead Sea. Uh, sorry, the, the Red Sea are the two best places yeah. to. Uh, to dive and snorkel. Well, I always heard there was this rumor that if you're going to go travel around the Arab world, go to Israel last or first because they don't want to see that stamp on the passport. Um, it's not as big a deal. Well, most people would say go to Israel last because, I mean, it's it's sort of Western and <laughs> in terms of quality of like where you're staying. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, in terms of the, you know, it's not a much of a culture of shock. Yeah. So Israel is less of a like Cairo is hard from what I've heard. Yeah, I mean, look, the Arab world is a third world. I mean, it's yeah. not as unless you're going to like Dubai or something like that. Um, you know, where there's gulf money. Right, right, right. But um, you know, in general it's not as nice, I would say. It's harsh. I would probably equate you know, I mean, it with yeah. India when I was yeah, there. Yeah, and, and I mean, if you're going to the Arab world, it's they have more of a problem if you have an Israeli stamp than Israel does if you have an Arab stamp. Okay. Um, you know, they they're going to question you like what were you doing there? Where were you going? But I mean, if you if you're an American, if you if you're an American, it's not really as big a deal. Yeah, even if you have, will they pull a Salim you know, on me and see a seagull on the? Uh, will that be a problem for I me? Mean, they'll ask you like, well, okay, you have Egypt. A you know, seagull went in, to Jerusalem. Yeah, What's, no, I mean, um, it, it's fine. Look, Israelis can go to Egypt and, and Jordan. You know, we have history of them. But I mean, yeah, if you have a stamp that's a Syria, I mean, you know, they're going to wonder like, well, what you're doing. They're just going to ask you a few questions. But I mean, look, they know who you are before you get on the plane. Right. I mean, there are red flags that are. Did you buy your ticket in cash? Or, you know. Yeah. I mean, they're checking you out before you even get there. So it's, it's not as big a deal. They may just hold you in security a little bit longer, but it's, it's nothing to worry about. How has the recent uprising in Egypt affected the Israeli uh, peace accord? No, um, it hasn't really. I mean, so I, it's I still think mobile still to travel to between. I mean, no problems. Yeah. I mean, when stuff like that goes on, the Israelis will sometimes say, listen, I'd avoid going to Sinai um, at this mm-hmm. time because, uh, you know, things are a little bit in flux. Um, you know, there, there are reports that come out sometimes, even when that's not going on, where they'll get intelligence reports of, uh, you know, impending or people were planning a terrorist attack in Sinai. As a lot of Israelis will go to Sinai. Dahab is a big uh, place to go. It's a, they have great snorkeling there and oh, yeah, diving and all that stuff. And yeah. Sharm el-Sheikh, I've known uh, yeah, as a Sharm scuba diver. a little more of a, you know, it's a little bit bigger and more of a city and stuff. But yeah. Sharm el-Sheikh, um, you can drive there from Sinai. I mean, Dahab's is a little closer. I, I loved going to Dahab. We used to go there all the time. Could I take a bus? Yeah. Like yes. From- yeah, you would go to a lot, which is like Israel's sort of Red Sea, seaside. Yeah, town. yeah. And, um, now, how far is this? If I'm going to start in Tel Aviv, it's like 
three and a half, four hours, something like that. Okay. I mean, I think it's a little faster if you take like a car. I mean, if you're driving, <clears> but I think the bus is like three and a half to four. Or something and like when that. you cross the border, what happens? There's a. I'm sure you got to show papers. Yeah, as long as you got your passport with you. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's. I mean, it's it like fun. the border at Tijuana here, something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's similar. I remember it was interesting because I have, I have both passports. Everybody says when you travel, obviously just use your American. It's much easier. So, I mean, but when you come to Israel, you have to switch. Yeah. Um. So I would leave Israel on my Israeli passport, and as I was walking down the hall, I'd switch to my American and give that to the Egyptians. And then okay. I would do the same thing when I'd come back. Um, I actually so, got in trouble once coming back because I, I just tried to use my American passport to come back into Israel because I was just tired. Oh, right. And the Americans, they were like, yeah, whatever, go next. But the Israelis, I knew they'd be like, fill this out, fill that out. And some lady gets on the bus when we got to the border. I was coming back from Cairo, a trip we had done there. And uh, who's American? So I raised my hand, you know. And, yeah. Who's Israelis? And I was just like, mm-hmm, uh, like I didn't say anything. So and then uh, I give the woman my American passport, and she's flipping it through. And she's about to say but she goes in Hebrew – Oh, wait a second. It says here you were born in Israel. Where's your Israeli passport? And like a moron, I responded, like understanding her. And I, yeah. oh, I don't know. She goes, you have to have one. Don't lie to me. And I went, oh, yeah, I forgot. She's like, don't do that again. You're going to get in big trouble. And I go fill it. I was just oh, tired. I didn't boy. want to deal with it. Right. She's like, uh, you know. So then I had to fill it out. But, uh, <laughs> you know, where were you? What did you do? Blah, blah, all that stuff. So, so you know. in a country that size, it's pretty doable in, in a short period of time. Like in a week, you can see a lot of Israel. You can see a lot. You can't. I mean, here's the thing, though. As, as small a country as it is, there's so much history there, and there's so much there. I mean, you could spend a year there and not see everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can hit a lot of the areas, but you can spend, um, you know, like one of our tour guides, our, our driver and guide, this guy Zev, mm-hmm. who's like our, uh, he's a licensed guide but, uh, and our driver also. I want to bring the comics over. So he said um, he spent like days at Masada at one small section of it, and his guy telling him about this section and that's and what went on you know that's just one small thing mm-hmm. so you know you can go to the north for example which is more green and lush and i mean there's so much christian history there i mean it's it's endless well that's a big um, tourist you know. influx right a lot of christians from oh, america huge, huge yeah it's like you know a pilgrimage I mean? almost yeah make. eastern europe uh actually uh you know jim gaffigan the comedian jim yes. called me he was in england and he called me and he's because he was going to uh he was there around easter time and he took uh, the family. He he went to Israel. Said he might as well be in Israel for Easter. So he took the family there and uh, actually performed a couple of places. Just like uh, well, he was. He said, I just want to get up while I'm there. And <laughs> I called guy a couple of buddies. Stop going on stage. Yeah, I mean, no matter I, what he does, he's yeah. like, I called a couple of buddies. And like a few tweets later, he had sold out this theater. You know, oh, just like great. people coming in. And he just wanted to perform while he was there. He just thought it'd be a good experience. And you know, and they said it was great. And then he went on this teeny little club uh, called Off the Wall, which is actually in uh, in downtown Jerusalem. This comedian named. Uh, David uh, Kalimnik runs it. Okay. So it seats literally maybe 25, 30 So people. they have a full-time comedy club. Yeah, it's, it seats, like, again, a very small group, and they have, like, an English comedy nights and stuff like that. And, um, you know, but, yeah, it's, uh, there is a small scene okay. there. But the Israeli comedy scene is pretty hot. They have Israeli stand-up comedians who are pretty popular. And, Has anybody you – know. do you think anybody could uh, transfer here and, uh, like, people would get them? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I mean, I would say one of the bigger guys who we met before he was famous, this guy Shachar Hazan, but he – he performs mostly in Hebrew. He destroys when he performs right. in Hebrew. But uh, there's another comedian, uh, Yossi Tarablus. He's probably the one who we're closest with. He does a lot of TV writing and comedy writer, but also very funny stand-up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we pre- he's performed in English. And we did a show together over the Sukkot holiday, which is when I'm going in October. Suck it. Um, sure. Yeah, suck it. No, which, <laughs> uh, yeah, which gets a huge laugh on stage. Yeah, mind. I'm sure. And um, he performed in English and was great. It was very funny. I mean, and he's, cause, but his English is very good. But he even said, like, it's very hard. You know, you, like, you generally... Because you think in your native language, yeah. And uh, but yeah, he's a great comic. He would translate fine. I mean, he's he was actually on Last Comic Standing. Oh, really? Yeah, he was some of the. They flew him in from Israel. Wow. And he performed in Florida. 
So and uh, I did find Israel very, Light, very funny guy, Florida, yes. South Florida, yeah. sure. So he was one of the guy. He and also uh, uh, who am I forgetting? Who actually did pretty well in com- last time we said he made it to the Vegas round. Uh, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Doesn't more prop stuff. Uh, li- sorry, uh, Leo Shemtov. Okay. So he did a lot of stuff, but Yossi's English is very good. He's a very funny guy. He writes very well. This is a very young country we're talking. Correct. What was it, 47? Well, old and young. Yeah, the, the, uh, I yeah. know. Yeah, but the, as a country. Yes, the, the state is young. Yeah, it's yes. uh, ni- 1948. And its history is very much linked with America. What is the most prominent vibe of America on the streets in Israel? Well, I mean, Israel still loves America. And I mean, and they love Americans and American culture and all that stuff. That, that, I don't think that's changed at all. Um, I mean, what changes is sort of, um, I mean, depending on who's president, and it's sort of a one-shot deal there. It's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's, well, what's their Israel policy? I mean, right. so, you know, that's obviously the most important thing there. So, I mean, it doesn't matter if they're a Republican or Democrat. Like, they, uh, you know, they didn't like uh, Carter. Yeah, he's a Democrat. Uh, but he but they loved Clinton, you know, because he was more pro-Israel. Well, they, they didn't like Bush Sr., because he wasn't very pro-Israel, and but they loved Bush Jr. because he was pro-Israel, you know. And but you had the very famous uh, photo of uh, Carter and uh, Begin and right. Anwar Sadat, you know, the peace accords, the Camp David thing, and the Israelis didn't like that. No, because but Carter they like the, the pieces stayed though. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a cold one, but yeah, I mean, it's effective. I mean, look, attacking Israel from a conventional point of view is not feasible without Egypt. I mean, Egypt they're just too big, and Israel outnumbers Jordan for God's sake. So not, yeah. you know, in Syria. So, I mean, without – having a peace treaty with Egypt is huge. Um, but, I mean, I can, since, since that peace accord, Carter has not been that great a friend to Israel, so that's why they, you know, they don't like him. He wrote that book, you know, Peace and Apartheid. You know, he keeps that absurd comparison. He does that a lot. Is and, this because um, he's – is he for a Palestinian state? Is that the deal? Yeah, he just sort of doesn't under – there are plenty of Israelis who – most Israelis are for Palestinian state, but just not under circumstances where, you know, you're putting Israel it. in a situation where they're, they're committing suicide. You know, right. Where, you know, you can't have a country that's nine miles wide. Now, you know, they're not going to go back to the 67 borders unless everybody says that that's just great. They were never borders to begin with. They were ceasefire lines. I mean, nobody agreed that those should be the final borders. <laughs> and, um, you know, so it was not even the Arabs. The Arabs were like, no, we don't agree with these borders either. Okay, great. Well, if you don't agree with them, then we don't need you know. So, I mean, it's just one, one, one of those things. It just – I think everybody wants, you know, two states for two peoples. It's just not at the, not at the price of, you know, your security being threatened constantly. So, that was so it's, a, it's a constant rotation. Like every four years or eight years, we get a new oh, president. Yeah. Yeah, didn't I mean? and, but again, that's just like with the administration. It's not in terms of like American, the American people and American culture. Right. They're, they're, I mean, there are, what is it, 50,000, 60,000 Americans who live in Jerusalem alone, mm-hmm. um, you know, if not more. Um, you know, it, they're so imbued, at, you know, it's such part of Israel, you right. know, in terms of the, what entertainment they like. And, you know, there's no real problem there. Now, in terms of people who want to travel, if we're selling the country, if you're being the uh, ambassador right, right. now, um, Pretty safe. We've discussed that. Right. Uh, the food, fantastic. Great food. All Middle Eastern, yeah, no right? No question, yeah. We can have hummus in how many different ways? You can have Buddy, whatever thousand. food you want. Yeah, a great hummus <laughs> there. It's, yeah, Dan Adam and I remember he went over and he goes, yeah, I don't know the garbage I've been eating in New York, but man, this yeah. stuff is great. You know, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, they have great food. The food, food, you will not be hungry. That's the one thing I tell right. everybody when we go. But yeah, I mean, here's what I would tell people. I go, talk to somebody who's been. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the best situation. If you, if you run into one person, just one, who says, I didn't feel safe while I was there, by all means, don't go. But I'm that confident that you will never find one person who said, I didn't feel safe while I was there. Is there a better time of year? I can get pretty, pretty hot there. Yeah. I mean, the best time to go, I would say in terms of weather-wise, probably like over the Sukkot holiday, like in October, you know, September, October. 
Um, you know, because it's still warm, but not brutally hot. Like, yeah. it, it can get fall or spring. Like, yeah, like in Tel Aviv, it's also humid. It's because it's off the ocean. Uh-huh. And Jerusalem is dry. Um, you know, so it depends. But there, I, there's never really a bad time to go because it's, it's different. You know, like Jerusalem in the wintertime, it can snow. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of a, it's a nice time. It's cool out. And There's yeah, three wise know. men that show up? Yes, yeah, they're, they're there. And, What's uh, Bethlehem you know, like? The, the, the wise ones? Uh, I have not been to Bethlehem because that is in the uh, Palestinian side. That's oh. Palestinian territory. So I... Um, Israelis are legally not allowed to go there because they don't want any issues of... Do Christian-American tourists go there all the time? Yeah, they still go there. I mean, it's just that one church. It's like one square. You know what? Steve White went there. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the means I brought Lowell Sanders went there. But they said it's just sort of one church. It's not what it used to be. I, sort of the dirty little secret is the Muslim extremists chased out most of the Christians that were in Bethlehem. Oh. Um, you know, so there aren't that many left, unfortunately. Um, but you got Nazareth. Nazareth is in Israel proper. Okay. So, and um, I mean, that's fine. And um, you know you can go. That's pretty much an Arab city, but you know they're they're Christian Arabs. Right. So uh, well, that's the other thing. That's the other thing that people probably are mis- mistaken about is that they think it's all just desert. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. No. No, no, no. No, I mean not at all. It is the northern Israel is green? Mm-hmm. I mean greener than you would think. So and uh, even Jerusalem, it's uh, you know they're big uh, big on, on planting the trees. You know, so when yeah. you go there, you <laughs> see these massive forests when you drive up to Israel, but they're all man made. I mean they're you know that's all planted by hand, but it looks like a forest. Okay. Like pine trees and all that stuff because they, they handle weather well. So, and, uh, you know. How about uh, prices? Like expensive? Is, is it a- you know, it, it depends. I would say it's similar to the U.S. I mean, there are great places to go in terms of bargains and stuff. Um, I mean, and everything is cheaper in the Shuk, S H U K. That's the outdoor market. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then most of Yeah, produce is better in Israel. That's the one thing that they, they've got going there. Anything from a farm tends to be. Right. It's just fresher there. The. How about hotels and... Um, it's about the same. I would say, you know, it's very similar to American prices, almost like identical. If you were to break it down, um, things cost about almost the same thing that, that uh, you know, that they do in the States. You recommend... Except for iced coffee. That oddly ice, Really? Enough, they know people love it, and they know we're going to drink it. So they're like, you know what? Let's charge about a buck more than it, what it should be. That's what, you know, it didn't... And I pay it. You know. Yeah. You know, so... You recommend... Uh, can you rent a car easily, or is yeah, it easier Yeah, very, very, very simple. Okay. Yeah, I mean, even the odds of you making a wrong turn end up in a, in a bad neighborhood, or, you know, they have army checkpoints, so they're going to be, uh, can we help you? Like, where are you going? Right. Ramallah? Uh, why don't you turn around and... No. So, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. one of these things where... I mean, yeah, getting around it, you don't even need a car, really. It's the, the, the bus system, and it's very, very good. They have mm-hmm. trains. Um, you know, the train system is okay, but... Most people just take buses and cabs. The buses are very, very good, and they even have these sort of these minivans that sort of shuttle people around in, in the city. I'm su- like I was surprised that you don't see as many – in my travels around the world a little right. bit, uh, I don't see as many Israelis travel. I run into them every once in a while, some backpackers. Um, until I get to Goa, India, on the yeah, beach. Yeah. They love Goa. Well, yeah. Didn't, Israelis travel, but they usually do it post-army, like as soon as you're done with the army. Okay. And, and everybody have, has to serve at 18, is that Yeah, it? 18. Men and women. Yeah, men and women serve. And uh, depending on what you do, it depends on how long you stay in. Um, you know, if you're in, like, a combat unit, says goes, the guys are in for three. Yeah. Girls usually, like, can be nine months to a year and a half, depending on what they're doing. Um, it's easier to get out of it now if you want, but most people want to do it anyway because it's sort of a status thing. Um, you know, it's – if you see – they serve, if you saw, for example, you served in an elite combat unit, you companies are more likely to hire you, you know. Okay. I mean, it's sort of – it's equivalent of, like, what is your college – yeah, things say you know. It's, <laughs> Which they, fraternity were you yeah, in? Yeah, they'll 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 look at your army record, and if you were uh, you know in an elite unit, they're going to say, okay, this guy's obviously right. not, not an idiot. Or if you washed dishes and, and uh, got disciplined yeah. all the time, right? You know, that's another story. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, Israelis they have their places to travel. They, India's a big one. Yeah, uh, 
Nepal, like that area. Really? Um, yeah, South America and uh, Europe, not as huge. But yeah, they have India's huge and Thailand. Thailand, Tons yeah. of Israelis in Thailand. As soon as they're done with the army, that's, that's a big one. Thailand yeah. and India, because they just want to sort of escape and get away. And, and the States, America. You know. Right. They come here, a lot of those carts that you see people, all the Israelis selling the Dead Sea products in the carts. <laughs> yeah. That's a big one, too. They'll come here, make some money, and then go back and that kind of stuff. So, you know. Yeah, and a lot of companies have gone, are there now. I mean, uh, is oh, it, yeah. they're, very, they're very into the tech firms, right? Israel, I mean, the majority of Israel's money is high-tech money. They have more companies on the NASDAQ, I think, than anybody except the U.S. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, yeah, they're very involved with the high-tech world. That's their... Well, let's get yeah. into the, uh, the nitty-gritty of it, uh, the, uh, the real thing, the ladies. Yes. And uh, that's the other thing I've heard no, about. N- no complaints visually. That is the yes. other stereotype yeah. I've heard, and you can tell me about that. Is that a yay or a nay, that they are uh, beautiful women everywhere you go in Israel? Uh, yes. Oddly enough, the most frustrating thing is even when you go to the ultra-Orthodox neighborhoods and you'll see some hotties, you go, wow, she could be really smoking hot if she yeah. wasn't covered from head to toe. That's it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, yeah, I mean, even there. Yeah, there's a definitely – I think it's a good mix, you know, like uh, you have uh, European Jews and like uh, Sephardic yeah. Jews and – so I think it's, it tends to be a good blend. Those, you know, right? Um, you know, it, uh, between that, yeah, and I think it's a lot of it. Obviously, is climate, and I think, and oh yeah, I think the diet is healthier. There. Yeah, it's a Mediterranean yeah. fresh food, and it's not like yeah, you eat a lot more. Not like you, my grandmother, like yours, you right. know, had borscht yeah, from Russia. That's more fat. Yeah, you, you know, that's one of those things. <laughs> boiled potatoes. Right. Yeah. So then, you know, the diet is healthier. You see, um, yeah, and, um, you know, they. I think in America we do it wrong, where it's we have massive dinners. Yeah. Then you go to sleep. I think it's healthier to have. Big lunch. Like, yeah, breakfast like a king, lunch like a prince, dinner like a pauper. They have more – I mean they, they mm-hmm. eat more in that vein. And Tel Aviv so, is known as a big party town. Huge, yeah. And uh, what is the typical night out? I mean do they – are they like uh, the Spaniards? They, they don't even leave the house till 11? Is that the deal? Or Yeah, people go – I remember once we had uh, we had finished show or something and a couple of the comics, had, we, we were hanging out. And one of the comics goes, here, I'll take you to my favorite hummus place. Mm-hmm. And it, it must have been 2, 2.30 in the morning. It, it was Wednesday, right? And uh, we dropped by, and he drives by, and he goes, ah, there are no seats. We'll have to come back later. It was packed, like packed. Yeah. Like, it does. And we, we had a joke. I was walking with uh, Wayne Connor, one of the comedians mm-hmm. I brought there. And it's like Thursday afternoon or Tuesday afternoon. I don't even remember. That day of the week. It's like 2 in the afternoon or 11, whatever it was. Every cafe is just packed. Like, does anybody have a job here? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, That's what they say know? about L.A., though. When they yeah. come to Hollywood, everybody I mean, yeah. says the same. So, everybody's an actor. It's, it's like in Batel Viva. It's like everybody – the cafes are just constantly packed, constantly. But it is, it, and, is it that like that European thing where it's like, you know what? We take time with a meal, and a, a meal oh, – yeah. it's a social thing. Starbucks did not do well in Israel. No. I, it didn't last because the Starbucks mentality is get my coffee, and I got to get, out, get of out of there. work. Yeah. Right. But in Israel, you get your coffee and you sit and you schmooze with your buddies for four hours. But most and, of the world know. is like that. I've noticed that Americans right, yeah. are really in this thing of uh, jamming food in their face and leaving because you only get a half hour for lunch at work right, you yeah. know, and stuff like that. And and, I mean, yeah, in Israel, food's not meant to be shoved in your face as, <laughs> right. as, as quickly as possible. Yes, and, I mean, and that's how the Israelis said. I mean, and a lot of them will actually work. Almost every cafe has Wi-Fi. Right. So you'll see a lot of guys. They'll just sit in the cafe all day and they'll, you see guys walk in and shaking hands. And it's a business meeting. Yeah. You know, but they're doing it. At Hillel Cafe, you know that's just where they're doing it. It's just one of those things. So that's sort of the mentality there, right? And um, which reminds me, yeah. uh, we were talking about the women earlier. You know, the uh, my other favorite Israeli joke, the John Priest joke. You know, John Priest from New York. I don't think so. No, is it? Oh, he had this great joke when I, <laughs> he said, "Hey, you go to Israel and it's just beautiful women everywhere you look." And I don't know what happens by the time they get to Long Island. So, no, yeah, but, yes, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What happens to them by the time they get? Yeah, <laughs> that was just uh, my other favorite yeah, Israeli joke. Yes. My my favorite Israeli joke is uh, 
You know, a guy goes up to uh, an American, a Russian, and an Israeli, and he says, excuse me, sir, did you know there's a meat shortage? So the, the American goes, what's a shortage? <laughs> and he goes up to the Russian, excuse me, sir, there's a meat shortage. And the Russian goes, uh, what's meat? <laughs> and he goes to the Israeli, excuse me, sir. And he goes, the Israeli goes, what's excuse me, sir? So that's like one of those, you know, <laughs> just, go, get out of the way. Yeah, it's just one of those aggressive, you know, you know it's well, absolutely one of my favorites. And, um, you know, but it's, they are, they're very like endearing people. You know, it's one of those, right. uh, just abrasive, but at the same time, they're you know they're your best buddy. Like a minute later, okay. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna try a new thing. All right. That uh, I'm gonna start. You're the first person I've tried this with. It's kind of like a ten questions thing. Okay. To kind of close things up with. Um, Answer these seriously or in an amusing. You know. No, but okay. Sincerely, or if you want to be funny, I'll be the judge of no, whether you're funny or not. It. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't want to give the people you haven't been anywhere besides Israel. I mean, you've been around a little bit. Yeah, you've been throughout been, uh, Europe a little bit. And- Iraq, Afghanistan. Have you done much um, of Europe? Or Yeah, I did. I performed in England, okay. uh, which is great. I'm going to be performing there again, and then I'm going to be performing in Germany uh, coming up. Oh, wow. Because when you think, where should a Jew go to be funny? Germany, yeah. Germany pops right to the top of the list. Um, <laughs> Nothing says humor like Jews and yeah, Germans yeah. together. I mean, yeah, no, it's actually funny because I was performing in England, and uh, these guys on Facebook, Johnny Rottenham and this other woman, uh, Kim Eustage, they do a, uh, they have a comedy night, one in Berlin and one in Cologne. I don't even remember how it came up, but... Um, and they said, Avi, would you come down and do this night for us? We have an American comedy night at this club. Well, that'd be great. And it's great. And I went, sure, why not? I'm halfway there. It pays a little bit. You know, when are you going? Get over there. Uh, that will be in early September. Oh, that'd be uh, beautiful. Late August, I'm gonna, late August to early September. Oh, you know what that time is? Oktoberfest, buddy. Oh, I, wait. Oktoberfest, I would figure, would be in October. No, it's in September. September. Is it really? Oh, yeah. Look in your, uh, check the Just calendars. like the Look Germans it up. Yes. have Oktoberfest, <laughs> not in October. Now, <laughs> why would it's they more like, It's bigger in Munich. Uh, I think. I mean, the biggest party is in Munich. Well, but, someone uh, who gets drunk off half a beer, that might be something. Oh, yeah, you're not a drinker. Look into. I drink sometimes. I, I have a vice. You know, when well, I went to Afghanistan and we went through Germany, I went with Butch Bradley. Yeah, the beer's better over there. Yeah, and we went out and I had a half a vice and I went, oh, now I get it. The wheat beer, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was great. Yeah. What are they called? Uh, liquid bread, I believe. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. that fattening or something. But it was great. I <laughs> it went, is tasty. Oh, now I understand. Yeah, now you get it. Yeah. We'll make a drinker out of yeah, you. Yeah, that was great. That was great stuff. Much drinking in uh, Israel. I would think and, um, it's not a big drinking culture. No, it, it, and, um, you know what? It, it's about the same, I'd say in Tel Aviv. It's not huge drinking culture. But yeah, people still drink beers. Are good, uh, you know, like a Maccabi beer, right. Gold Star. Those are two very popular beers. I'm there. hearing a lot of... Uh, a lot of drugs in Tel Aviv, especially and around there. A lot uh, of ecstasy was party ex- drugs. Yeah. yeah, did I mean that? Not the, yeah, X and weed. Uh, a lot of I mean, a lot of pot too. I would but. say no more or less than anywhere else. Okay, um, but yeah, I mean the penalties for it are sim- similar to here. Very light, so you know it isn't really okay. a big deal. But yeah, the uh, what were the pills that they used? To, there was that guy who was an Israeli. He would use Hasidic Jews actually to. Oh yeah, to I heard about mule that. It back and forth, and then he finally <laughs> got caught. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, that guy in Europe or something. But okay, yeah. a quick ten questions here. Right. Let's see what we can do. A place you could visit over and over again. Aside from Israel? It can be Israel. I mean, uh, pick a one. You can be specific. Because I mean, there I, I do. Israel's a given, but I mean, yeah, that's, that's is there one part of my job. Um, kind of favorite place that you could just, um, or live in, you know, you could just stay. I mean, you know what? I would probably say this sounds like a crazy thing to say, but and it's only because of the experience. I would say Afghanistan or Iraq as long as doing shows for the troops is there. I loved that experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do those gigs over and over again, but like my contacts sort of dried out. I've been having trouble getting back there. But you wouldn't go there to live. No. Uh, in that case, <laughs> I would say probably England. I really liked England. You would take England over uh, Israel. I see. I'm surprised you haven't, you don't. Oh, no, I mean, no. In terms of lived Israel. Israel. Yeah. Well, yeah. Israel was, is kind of a no brand. That's easy for me. Because, you know, I have family there and friends there. But I, if you were eliminate that one, because I'm there like 
you know, yeah. two, three times a year anyway. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed performing in England. Uh, I like I liked the people there, and it was uh, culture. I, that was a place where I, I could just walk around, and I felt like, well, wow, this is kind of cool. Yeah, just walk around. I, liked, I like England, was, too. It was cool. Is, so. um, is there a reason you haven't moved there or lived there for a, a time? I don't know. I mean, yeah, they hawk me about it. They're like, well, I tell them they're like, you should come to Israel. It's you're always so depressed when thing. you say you're so sad when you have to come back. Yeah, I mean, it is a little bit. Well, most Jews feel that way. It's very weird, I think, for Jews to go to Israel and we're like, oh, hey, this is your country. You're mm. the majority. And that's like weird for Jews to mm-hmm. feel that way. So I think there's a little bit of depression anytime you leave Israel. You know, it's sort of, uh, you know, you're supposed to be a little bit sad every time you leave there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, I tell people, I go, well, the, the comedy tour would end if I moved to Israel. I'd have oh. trouble recruiting guy and get, like, oh, well, then maybe you should say they're a little we bit. We have the it. internet now. You can right, find yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's one of those things. But I, again, I think it's just, you know, trying to make a living. It's even my friends that live there now, they go, it's not as simple. It's not like, you know, in the 60s or 70s, you, you're just this young idealist right. and you can move there without a job and you'd be fine and you figure it out. Those days are, you know, you have to have a bit of a plan now when you go there. It's yeah. the world's a smaller place and, you know, so. Okay, now a place you would never want to visit again. A place I'd never want to visit again? Uh, Qatar. Oh, really? Only because they were mean to me. <laughs> uh, when I was flying through. Was a, I, was a name like Avi Lieberman uh, a big flag? Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Well, they said we were rerouted. Uh, through Qatar. We were supposed to go to Manus in Kyrgyzstan. This is when we were flying out of Afghanistan when I was a butch. Mm-hmm. And I actually tell this when I, I've you know, done sessions about talking about performing for the troops in Iraq and Afghanistan and all that stuff. Um, and uh, I went through there and I said, listen, guys, they rerouted us because of the weather problems. And I said, you, and they said, you have to go through Qatari customs. And I said, is that going to be a problem? Because I have born in Israel on my American passport. They go, well, we hope not. I go, well, what does that mean? You hope not. Like, uh, you know. And then we got there, and sure enough, and they warned us, these guys can be kind of jerks. They're looking for any reason to find the Air Force for money. And mm-hmm. So the guy immediately starts, well, you got your ID for not? I go, hey, look, Matt. You know, I got in his face, and we started, mm-hmm. you know. And said, okay, you, you two got are all being- Israeli in his face? Yeah, I was like, I was already <laughs> defensive. And they pulled us aside, and they go, you two are being deported. And we're like, great, get us out of here. Find no problem. And they go, uh, they go no, we're sending you back to Afghanistan. And they told us, don't come back here because there's a snowstorm coming here. You'll be oh. trapped here for a week. So and then this captain, I still remember his name, Mike Schmidt, uh, same name as a baseball player, saved us, basically smuggled us onto this C-5 while the guy was sort of waiting. Oh, that's and great. Got us, and I told this, and never in my life did I think as a Jew, I'd be saying, get me back to Germany. Thank God I'm going back to Germany. <laughs> ah, where well, I'm safe. Yes, yeah. But that's sort of what happened. But yeah, I just, <laughs> and then I met some like higher up SF guys. We were there, you know, some of these guys who... Yeah. And they said, like, they hate Qatar, Saved by too. a guy named Schmidt yeah. on your way to Germany. But these other guys are like this one, one of these guys who I met, you know, one of these higher-up special forces guys who, you know, he basically said he was I, – I, we hung out with them, and then they said, they said, if you're ever in Tampa, come and visit. And I had a gig in Tampa, and I called them, and some of them were back, and they came and picked us up, and we hung out. And he was wearing this uh, T-shirt that said Crusader on it. Oh, boy. This big – it was just like the name of the company, and it had a yeah. big cross in the front. And I told him my story of Qatar, and he goes, you know what? I can't stand that hole either. Every time I go through there, I wear this T-shirt just to piss those guys <laughs> off because it just made me laugh. So I'm glad I'm not the only one. So, right, yeah. Okay. So. Well, how are we doing here? Oh, we got to move on this. We got, um, quickly, your, uh, your worst meal you've ever had overseas. Uh, worst meal I ever had overseas, I would say I had a bowl of cereal in Egypt <laughs> with milk that was room temperature. Oh. Which I thought would be fine. Oh, yeah, why not? Wrong. Yeah, that was uh, needed a bathroom fairly quickly. After yes, that. Uh, yeah. like, I've said this before to other people, but uh, I got really sick in India, and a lot of people that were in my group, yeah. the only other place, we all got sick, and right. the only other place that they had been in a group where everybody got sick was Egypt. Yeah. That's very common, I guess. I see. I had some milk that I thought would be fine, and I was yeah, sore, sorely, sorely mistaken. The dairy and, uh, sorely yeah. mistaken, yeah. The best meal you've had overseas. 
Um, I would venture to say probably some of the, and it's it's constant the grilled meats that I have when I'm in Israel, like they do shish kebab stuff. There. Oh yeah, the shawarma and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, shawarma and oh, the that's good stuff. They have like grilled lamb and mm. you know goose stuff, meat and duck, and they bring it all on a bunch of skewers. That's oh, that's probably some of my love favorite that stuff. Meals. Yeah, uh, your favorite city for nightlife. I mean, it's tough to beat Tel Aviv. I'd really? Say. Yeah, it's it's very hard to beat that town in terms of nightlife. Okay. Uh, your favorite country for food? This might be an easy one for you. Yeah, it probably is. Really. Okay. Or the United States of America. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. You're from Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tough barbecue? Yeah, barbecue stuff. Yeah, it's, I grew up on it. Your favorite airline? Uh, I'm platinum on American. Got to go with American. Oh, uh, you're loyal. Yeah, Company American man. or El Al. El Al. El Al, yeah. They, they stuff you like a pig on that do one. Do they? Too. Do they feed you well? Well, you can't have a Jew airline and have oh, them right. say, no, the food's not even need so booze. good. They don't even need booze on that plane. No, you better have a you, you have you a get, nice dessert cart. Yeah, you better they have, have something. dessert cart. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> can I get a cappuccino? Yes, you can. A little mosh. Okay. Can't complain. Your most hated airline. I mean, uh, I am not a United fan. I did not okay. have a good. Well, now recently Delta, I guess, since they partnered with Saudi Arabia, and you can, oh, uh, if it's you're a, blood, a, Jew, it's a holy war, no. if you're a Jew or a Christian, that you can't get on the plane. Apparently, <laughs> I, I don't know how that's legal, but I think that's being challenged in the courts, from what I hear in America. I think I'm going to know your answer to this one. The most attractive people you've seen in the country with the most attractive people. I'm going to go with the Swedes, even though I haven't been there. But, uh, I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to guess that they yeah, yeah it's Sweden to, to make it less obvious. It's Sweden yeah. and uh, Brazil for me, yeah, right. uh, So far that I've seen. Uh, okay, and finally, the best tip you can give to novice travelers. Um, I mean, I would say the best tip to novice travelers: uh, don't plan ahead too much. I would say talk, find locals, and talk to them. And I mean that that would be my. I think people tend to get too crazy in terms of planning ahead. We have to be here at this time and here at that time. You know, roll with it. I would say find locals and ask them where would you recommend I go to eat. Where would you? You know, they tend to know better than what you're going to see in a travel guide or you know, there's new stuff popping up all the time. And you know, try to talk to someone who lives there. That's what I would say in almost every place. I mean, I've been to even when I've done the cruise ships, St. Martin and Cozumel, and you know, ask the lo- ask people who've been there before. That's what I would say. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, talk, talk to the locals. Awesome. Well, if you want to find uh, all about Avi, if you have any questions about Israel, I'm sure he'd love to field yes. your, your emails. Right. Where can they find you? <laughs> uh, you can go to uh, my name, Avi Lieberman at Pipeline.com, which is L-I-B-E-R-M-A-N. It's spelled like Lieberman or Lieberman. But yeah, my website is uh, There's no Avi e in there. I've been spelling it wrong yeah, this whole time. Spell the A-V-I, first name, L-I-B-E-R-M-A-N. Okay. It's an odd spelling. And, and my website is uh, AviLieberman.net. AviLieberman.net. So. Yeah. Thanks, Avi. Well, thank you for having me, Mike. This was great. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of fun. Shalom. And shalom back to you, sir. So. <laughs>